2: Yes, a massive thank you for choosing U105. We really do appreciate it. Now, would you choose a job in tourism and hospitality? They are finding it difficult, those who are the employers in the sector, finding it difficult to get the staff they need. I want to speak to uh, David Roberts, who is associated with Tourism NI. Uh, David, good morning. Frank, good morning. Yeah, thank you for joining us on the programme. What is the problem? Obviously, critics will say they're not paying enough. If they paid more, they would get staff. Is that simplifying it? Is that unfair?
1: I think that is now a little bit unfair, Frank. I think the industry is kind of changing. Certainly since COVID, um, you know, many sectors have struggled to get the people that they need. And I think where we are in relation to tourism and hospitality, I think we are seeing the industry changing. We are seeing more businesses offering competitive rates of pay, pay progression, flexible working hours, instructor training. So I think businesses are, I think, recognising that they do need to change it. They do need to kind of, be more attractive employers, and I think we are then start of seeing that in the uptake of employment within the, within the sector.
2: What sort of staff are you missing out on, and how much of an impact did Brexit have on this? Because there used to be a lot of young Polish and Lithuanian people serving at tables. You don't you don't seem to come across them as
1: readily now. No, I think I think Brexit has a sort of some impact, but I think the you know the key thing about tourism and hospitality is that. I mean, it really offers opportunities for people right across the age spectrum and right across um, all sort of levels of qualification and all kind of types of people. So you're right. I mean, it has always been a sector that's taken um, a number of young people in. um, And there's great opportunities, I think, for school leavers who want a career path. And it's a great sector for people to progress really quickly. I think what we're also seeing is that um, it's also a sector that offers a lot of opportunities for part time. Um, work for people who are possibly retired and maybe looking to come back into work, or even people who are just looking for a career change and looking to get into something different. So, I think it really does kind of offer, you know, something for everybody. As i say right across the whole, the whole spectrum of the of the workforce.
2: Is there an element of the problem with the mindset of the punter that he or she isn't really going out as much as they used to? Because you touched on that in terms of your your opening comments.
1: Well I think I mean certainly the from a tourism perspective, you know, there has been a you know a very kind of sort of strong recovery and certainly, you know, we've we've kind of bounced back much more kinda of quickly than I think many kind of people hoped when we were, you know, in a very, very difficult sort period sort of during the pandemic. And I think what, what for us is kinda of most important is, you know, the the welcome that people get when they come here is one of the top or three things that they kind of comment on and feedback on so it's always something that comes out really really positively in terms of the experience that people have so clearly um we're really keen that we get as many people to you know to come into the industry to stay in the industry to give you know um both locals and visitors you know that sort of top quality experience because genuinely you know it does make someone's day if you go out to a restaurant or you're out in a hotel or you're right in a visitor attraction, then you do have a great experience. So for us, you know, having that, that kind of fully motivated, engaged workforce is really is really key, both in terms of, you know, providing employment opportunities, but also, you know, giving the experience that, that we know visitors want and expect.
2: And are you looking for staff right across the board? Are you looking for high-end chefs? Are you looking for people who make sure the kitchen is clean? Are you looking for those who uh, dress the bedrooms? Are you searching for bar uh, uh, operatives and uh, bouncers on the door, uh, hotel managers? Are you looking for, for every sector within the hospitality game? Or is there some particular jobs that you simply can't fill, the less glamorous ones?
1: Well, I think I think there are, there are opportunities right across right across all of those kind of roles that, that you mentioned there, Frank. I mean, I think there's obviously been some particular kind of pinch points around around chefs, for example. So, you know, certainly anybody that's been you know, looking to you know get um, into you know into kind of catering and into you know. Um, uh, you know, become, you know, becoming a chef or, kind of, or, or growing their, their catering skills will absolutely you know, have, a, have a range of opportunities to look at. But I think what we can see is that there's, there's job roles right across right across the piece. Um, and as part of this campaign, what we've done is we've developed um, a dedicated website called www.makeyourcareer.co.uk. And that's a kind of one-stop shop for all of those great opportunities. So for anybody listening to this show this morning that is a keen to see what is out there, I would encourage them to go to that website and see the the range of opportunities that are
2: there. Do you think people are getting a bit lazy, that they're not prepared to work in a sector which can be demanding, incredibly rewarding, but demanding? Because back in the, the 80s and 90s, I knew so many people who were involved in hospitality in some capacity, and they worked so hard, but they thoroughly found it rewarding and sati- satisfying. Is, is there an element now within the mindset of the human being locally that they, they, they don't want to be waiting on other people?
1: Well, I think... It's interesting what what we kind of found most recently when we asked people about what they wanted out of a career um, in the sector. They, they mentioned three things. They talked about job security. Um, they talked about being valued and respected by their employer. But then they also talked about being able to take time off kind of when they wanted. Um, and I think certainly where we sort of see many kind of businesses sort of making really good progress is around, you know, the flexibility of the working hours, is around, you know, the... Um, range of rotas that they can offer for, for for different staff so i think certainly um you know there is definitely um the extent to which businesses i think are reflecting the fact that the labor market has kind of sort of changed and that it is about you know building you know a culture um and, a, and an ethos within the business around you know the, the team that they have and the people and the people that work for them
2: Because I I notice there's a lot of readjusting happening, for example Michael Dean, one of the best known names I suppose in hospitality he is closing Epic which is one of the leading restaurants and he's going to he's going to readjust, he's going to bring us a a, a different format but he's more or less accepting that the money isn't there to be paying high end prices, so are we all going to have to downgrade slightly? Well
1: I think, you know and we're still going to have, you know, a very, very good number of, you know, kind of restaurant and other hospitality options in, in Belfast. And I think, yes, you know, clearly the, clearly the market the market is changing and, you know, and the cost of living has had an impact on, you know, on the ability of, you know, you know some people to, you know, have the, the levels of discretionary rate expenditure that, that, they, that they might have had in the past. And I think... You know, we are sort of seeing that you know more and more people are focused on kind of value for money options, possibly in a way that they might not have been um, historically. Um, but I think, I think for us, that's where you know, Belfast Northern Ireland will probably does you know tick many of the boxes because I think it is still a very very good a high-for-money destination, you know, and a, a very good place where people will, you know, get a very, very high-quality experience, you know, for the money, you know, for the money that they spend.
2: And just a, a simple question uh, about, I suppose not a simple-to-answer question, but it's a peripheral question relating to what we're talking about. But I've touched on this before, and those who've worked in hospitality came away from it because, for this reason, they couldn't get a taxi when they were finished to get home. They found it very difficult to get Home or the public transport wasn't on late enough for them to get home. Is, is that a relevant part of the conversation?
1: Well, I think um, I think certainly the the experience that we would kind of and feedback that we would get from you know kind of from visitors visitors and others I think that petition has I think it has improved quite significantly from you know from where it was kind of post COVID and I think it's been well documented that there was you know a significant reduction in the number of kind of taxi drivers available. Um, you know in, in, in Belfast and, and in some of our other some of our other towns so I think I think that position has kind of stabilized but clearly we are keen to you know work with um taxi partners work with kind of Translake and others around how we you know enhance the ability of you know, the people to get you know in and out of the city center in particular um in the evenings um, and the weekends because you know we want um we want the city center to be as to, to be as vibrant and as um and as, and level as possible and, clear, and clearly you know Enabling people to get in and out is a big, uh, is a big part of that.
2: Yeah, because you can't have a, a buoyant tourism sector without, uh, without a, a taxi industry that's vibrant and a public service, a transport a sector that's also uh, going from from strength to strength. All of all of it is relevant and all of it is inter- intertwined. And just just finally, David, in relation to those who you're appealing to, you touched on the part-time staff, and there are many students who, of course will be turning a pound at working in hospitality because they need to. It may not be because they want to, but they need to. Is there a difference between targeting those hardworking young people who are prepared to get involved on a floor for maybe three years? Is there a difference between targeting those individuals and aiming for the people who are going to make a full career out of it by taking the first steps towards your website?
1: Well, I think, um, you know, the, the opportunities that are available on the on the makeyourcareer.co.uk website, I mean, uh, are a mix. So yes, so there will be some there will be some kind of part-time opportunities there, but there will be some kind of there will be a very large number of kind of full, full career opportunities as well. And I think the other thing for us is that you know, yes, in kind the of part-time, um, a big element of that is is just taking the of young people possibly, you know, who are um, at university and they're looking to kind of you know. um Generate some extra income for themselves, but there's also significant numbers of kind of part-time people who are, you know, um, older within the workforce. Possibly individuals who are coming back and to work, you know, following um, a family or kind of caring responsibilities. And as I said, I think we're also seeing, you know, examples of lots of kind of older people that possibly would have had a, a full-time career in something else, you know, kind of moving into the sector, you know, on a part-time basis as well. So, I think, you know, what the uh, what the website does and what the kind of campaign does is really tries up kind of appeal to kind of all of those different um, target groups within the labour market.
2: Just one final question, David. It's unrelated to trying to generate staff, but I've written a bit about it in the Belfast Telegraph uh, this week. And I have someone from Tourism NI on the end of the phone, so I'm darn sure you'll be able to give me a stare on this. Hope Street, which is the TV programme that's shot in Donahadee, is that proving to be beneficial in relation to tourism? Because the imagery that we see coming out of Donahadee, for me, is breathtaking.
1: Um Tessin, I think, you know, we've you know we've done lots of really good work, both ourselves and colleagues in sort of Tourism Ireland to kind of sort of take you know, to sort of take the opportunities that are coming out of those particular productions, you know, that that are filmed here um in Northern Ireland. And we know that stuff sort of, looking you know, at of screen related tourism has been um um a significant kind of growth area for us and you know not just so going back to you kind know, of obviously Game of Thrones, and although that's not still a very big part of it, but also some of those other kind of productions. So yes, absolutely, you know um, the uh, the coverage and the uh, and the fantastic um, imagery that comes out of programs like Support to Treat yes, is a big part of how we would looked to um, uh, promote you know visits and further and promote tourism into uh, uh, um, into Northern Ireland.
2: Absolutely, if we're going to have more tourists, we're going to need more staff. So what's the website uh-huh. address again?
1: So let me give it to you again, Frank. So it's
2: www.makeyourcareer.co.uk. Makeyourcareer.co.uk and you could be off and running in tourism and hospitality. Uh, David, thanks for bringing this up to date. Thank you. Thank you, Frank. That's David Roberts. He's from Tourism NI and maybe that's where your future lies. This is the U105 phone-in.